Let's talk about the gospel. At the center of the Christian faith is something called the gospel. We talk about it a lot in church. You'll hear your preacher say things like, we need to teach the gospel, preach the gospel, believe the gospel, share the gospel. We need to center our lives around the gospel. But hey, what exactly is the gospel? That's one of those like churchy, jargony words that we can throw around and say like, yeah, I kind of know what that means. I think I know what you're trying to say. But if I say, hey, I want you to go out and tell five people the gospel, would we all say the same thing? Maybe. Would we know what exactly we are saying? Uh, the gospel, the word gospel, has a lot of different connotations in church and outside of church. Gospel, sometimes people say, refer to something as the gospel truth. So it like lends credibility to something. Oh, that's gospel right there. Okay, well, does that have anything to do with Jesus? It could. doesn't necessarily have to. When you hear gospel, you might think of a genre of music or a worship style called gospel worship, gospel music. There's a whole category in the Grammys. Each year they give an award to best gospel artist. Do you know what that music sounds like? Does that have something to do with Jesus? Yes, but you may not be able to know or say how. When I say gospel, you might think of, well, like, aren't the four gospels in our Bibles, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are the gospels, right? So is the gospel the story of the life of Jesus? Uh, are we just referring to this section of the Bible? You see what I mean? There's a lot of places your brain could go when someone says the gospel. But when we talk about the gospel as it relates to our faith and our identity as children of God and of followers of Jesus, Many of us know, because we learned in Sunday school, that the word gospel means what? Good news. And that is true. Uh, it isn't just the correct Sunday school answer for the question, what is the gospel, good news? It's actually an important defining characteristic of our faith. The message of Christianity is good news. And you might hear that and go, yeah, I know. Gospel equals Good news. I learned that in church. But you, I, I need you to think about it a little bit differently. I want you to break it up. Good. Yes, it's good, but it is news. That's what I want to focus on this morning. The gospel is news. Tim Keller famously said, the gospel is good news and not good advice. Think about that for a second. The gospel is good news, not good advice. We sometimes treat it like it's good advice. Well, what's the difference? Advice is something that tells you what you should do. News is something that tells you what already happened. It's not you ought to do this in the future. News is something that happened already in the past. Uh, to demonstrate this, I want to play a little game called Guess the Headline. I'm going to give you a date, and I want you to guess what you think the headline of the newspaper said that day. The first date is November 11th. 1918. November 11th, in the year 1918. What was the big news, what was the big thing that happened then? Ah, Molly, go ahead and show us the headline from November 11th, 1918. Ah, Matt got it! War is over! World War I went from 1914 to 1918. And, uh, you know, I don't have this up there, but if we went to May 7th, 1945, you would see a similar headline. War is over, again, because it came back. Uh, not the best. But people were pretty excited about 
November 11th, which, by the way, is Veterans Day, National Armistice Day, not peacetime. Next date, what do you think the headline said on July 21st, 1969? Summertime, it was a Monday, something had happened over the weekend. What does it say, Molly? Man walks on the moon. Wow, for the first time. That was really exciting news. All right. Uh, Today is September 11th, 2022. The next headline is, what did the headline on the newspaper say on September 12th, back in 2001? I think most of us know what went down there. Molly, show us this uh, headline, if you would. Yeah, that was pretty big news. You're going, oh, what do we do now? What's, what's going on? Uh, and then even more recent one that you'll all probably you know where you were, or what happened on that day would be March 17th, 2020, that fateful Tuesday, was it Monday or Tuesday? It's Tuesday. You were like, I got to go get my laptop because my office might not be open for two weeks or four weeks or six weeks or two years. What does it say, Molly? Stay at home. Coronavirus, shutdowns, shelter in place. You remember that when it was new and we were all like, what? Really? It's that bad? And we've come a long way since then. You guys have been through it. You know about COVID news. When COVID-19 hit the headlines, it seemed like every single world event or every single news story was COVID plus. COVID and how it's affecting work. COVID, how it's affecting traffic. COVID, how it's infecting our schools. COVID and Zoom meetings. COVID and church. COVID and masks and sanitizer. It was COVID and something. That was pretty big news and it impacted pretty much everything. And the same is true of these other headline events. Well, why are we talking about this? The gospel is also a news story that changed the world overnight. The world went to sleep one night and they woke up to a whole new reality. But a lot of people didn't know it at the time. So what news event are we talking about? The good news is news. Something that happened. Well, what happened? Let's read about it. Luke chapter 24 starting in verse 1, and then we'll skip the middle part. The first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared and they went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. You're getting some context. This was after the crucifixion, Sunday morning. And while they were wondering about this, where's the body? Suddenly, two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning, stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again? Then they remembered his words. Oh yeah, he did say that. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 disciples, or the, the 11 apostles of Jesus, and all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. 
even though, by the way, they just told you what happened, and he's still there going, oh, I don't know. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking, no, we've skipped, I forgot to say that we skipped there. <laughs> uh, this is later on. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. And Jesus said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they still did not believe, it became of joy and amazement. Uh, they didn't believe it because of joy and amazement. He asked them, do you have anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and he ate it in their presence. More evidence that he's not a ghost, that they're not imagining things. He ate their fish, and he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures, and he told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer, rise from the dead on the third day. Repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay, until the, stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. That is what happens. You may be familiar with this news event, but what, what was on the front page of the Sunday Times that year during the Passover festival and celebration? Molly, what does the headline look like? on the morning they found Jesus. This was the news. He who was crucified is risen. He was not where his body was supposed to be. He was alive again. The news is that there was an empty tomb. He's risen. He's appeared to many. He ate the fish. We can't explain these things. We're still mystified by these things. We didn't believe the women because you can't believe women. They're not very trustworthy. Uh, this is not me. This is their culture talking. Which, side note, by the way, in case people talk about the Gospels being made up, if this was made up, nobody would say, the first eyewitnesses were women, because women were not credible in that culture. Again, I don't think that's a cool thing to say, but that's just the way it was. But here you have it. And they list their names in there. You want to believe something? Let's make it harder to believe. Like, Jesus appeared to them. I don't know about that. We saw these guys in gleaming white. Well, that doesn't usually happen. Well, who saw, the, who saw the empty tomb? Who were the people? Oh, it was these women. Oh, well, that's your problem, right? Peter rolls in. I can't seem to find it either. Uh, they're building a case for this. This is something that actually happened. And just like when these major news world events happen, COVID, 9-11, a lot of times people go to this place of like, I don't believe it. I don't, I don't really think it's true because it's so outside of the ordinary. It's impacted me in such a way that it's like, uh, 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 I don't have a framework for that. It does not compute. We heard in the, in the gospel, a lot of people didn't believe it. Try to figure out other explanations that make more sense to us. But the message comes through again and again and again. This is the news. The thing that happened was the resurrection of Jesus. He is risen. Remember last week? when we were listening to what happened with Philip and the Ethiopian, he was sharing the gospel with someone, and we asked the question, how long did it take him 
to share the message about Jesus. We don't know. It doesn't say. But it could have taken as long as it takes to say, He is risen. Jesus is alive. That's what we say on Easter, right? This is the gospel message. This is the good news. The empty tomb, the resurrection of Jesus. And you might hear that and think, well, surely that's not the entire gospel. That's not all of what we want to tell people, what we want to know, what we want to trust about following Jesus. And you're right, there is more. <laughs> this is, uh, it's a very, it's a term that is concentrated. Within that, there are a lot of different other things that you could say. Uh, the he, well, who is the he? The he is Jesus, right? Molly, go ahead and put up all these different things that you could talk about when it comes to, well, Jesus. Well, who's Jesus? Jesus of Nazareth, yeah, but also of Bethlehem. Oh, yeah, Bethlehem, the Christmas story. He's the son of Mary, right? Yeah, there's a lot that goes on there, but he's also the son of God. Ooh, interesting. Let's sing about it. Let's just decorate our Christmas tree. Let's celebrate it together. Okay, but he was also a teacher, a rabbi. He was the prophesied Messiah. Messiah, that's an Israel thing. Yeah, we have the whole Old Testament. We could search the scriptures like Jesus told the disciples. There's a lot that we could talk about, but at the core, it's the he, and it's Jesus. And we could talk about the phrase, is risen, as well. Is risen? What does that mean? Was, so he must have been dead. Yes, he's risen. He was resurrected, not resuscitated. It's not like he, like, you know, got the wind knocked out of him, and now he's back. He was dead, dead. They knew how to check that kind of thing back then. Fully dead. Poked his body with a spear. Put him in a tomb. He was alive again. And he was crucified. But wait, wasn't he innocent? Yes, but he was crucified as a criminal. Raised by the power of God's Holy Spirit. There were eyewitnesses. There, there's just so much that you could talk about. And maybe this is where we get intimidated when it comes to sharing the gospel, or even just understanding what it is. I told Lisa one of my goals for this series was to make the gospel simpler and easier to understand. And you know what she said? Then why are you taking 12 weeks to explain it? <laughs> Touche. At its core, Molly, go back to the he is risen slide. There's all kinds of things you could know. There's long conversations we could have about this. You may have spent your whole life studying this. There are generation after generation after generation since the resurrection of Jesus where churches and scholars and historians have been like trying to wrap their minds around this, arguing about this. They didn't even get like the whole Trinitarian concept down for the first 400 years. And that could be overwhelming. But at its core, he is risen. This is the news. This is our message. One thing I plan to do as we go throughout this Gospel Plus series uh, is try to help us have some more concise and simple ways of understanding this and sharing this with people. That's my answer to, to Lisa's question. We're going we're gonna to talk a lot about it from different angles, but hopefully we will understand what is at the center. And it's Jesus. Some of the ways that we're going to do, uh, what I'll refer to in this series are things that I call gospel shorthand or gospel summaries. And some of these are scriptures. There's some really good, concise, one-verse scriptures in the Bible that can kind of tell you the story of Jesus. John 3.16 is one of them. Romans 6.23 is one of those. Paul, when he explains the gospel, sometimes he'll write a letter and say, like, this is the gospel, colon. And you're like, okay, like, what is it? Because uh, I want to know at its core. 
what I mentioned in class this morning, it's, he doesn't always say the same thing. So how you say it uh, can vary, but understanding what is at the core is important. So we're going to look at some of these verses. Some of them are going to be phrases or images, even like drawings that people have on the back bumper stickers of their car that say like, oh, that's a concise way of telling the gospel story. One of the phrases is, he is risen. This is one of those. I think I already know that one. We say that on Easter Sunday. Someone gets up and says, he is risen. And everybody says, he is risen indeed. I believe that. I agree with that. Well, we're going to go through some more of those just so that you can have those in your, uh, your tool belt. Like, what is the gospel? What even is it? Oh, well, here is our message. And another thing we're going to do, which we've already started to do, is take some of the songs from our tradition, from our Songs of Faith and Praise book. And we're going to be singing more of these songs that are gospel summaries as well. I've thought of some. Praise team leaders have thought of some. But I bet you could think of some as well. In Christ alone, my hope is found. My light, my strength, my song. There in the ground his body laid. And bursting forth in glorious day. That whole song just sings the gospel story. Living hope is another one. What was the one we were singing this morning, Lisa? Living he loved me. Dying he saved me. There he carried my sin far. We know way more than we realize. Because we've, sing, we've sung these songs. We've written them on our hearts. We know the gospel. We know the story of Jesus. I'm going to be highlighting some of those and talking about those. By the end of the series, you're going to go like, I know what the gospel is. Let me tell you. Let me draw it for you. Let me show it to you. But ah. Sometimes it's just as simple as saying, he is risen indeed. Here's the thing about news, though. A news story. Headlines tend to get buried after a while. Even like describing COVID. COVID and this, COVID and that. Ah, it's, it's our whole thing. We don't talk about it as much. Still there. See those headlines, but there's other things. Oh, now it's this. Oh, different threats, different things to be concerned about. They kind of become old news. They're, they used to be shocking and exciting and life-changing and even scandalous, and now they're just kind of like, yeah, okay, that happened. Let's move on. What else do you got? The good news about Jesus can easily become the old news about Jesus. And we start to think, well, old news. People may have had the chance to have heard it by now. I don't need to share it with them because maybe they already know. Or maybe others can explain it better than I can. And I'm guilty of thinking that way sometimes. I want to share this. It's exciting news, but, eh, you know, there's all kinds of reasons not to. But you know who doesn't think that way? My friend Eve. You should, I, I presented that like you should have been able to guess it, but you don't know Eve, so I'll tell you about Eve. I met this young woman uh, this summer, and she discovered the gospel for the first time. She wasn't raised going to church. She was actually raised in a family that was from Israel. They moved to the Silicon Valley area. Um, she heard the gospel. She started going to a church, hearing people sing about Jesus and talk about Jesus. She's like, really? Like the Hebrew Bible that I grew up knowing, like there's more to that? Yeah, Jesus, he was Jewish. He knew the scriptures. He was the Messiah. He was the Son of God. Really? Tell me more about that. She found a New Testament. She started reading the four Gospels, the letters of the church. And she went, this Jesus is amazing. I want to follow him. And, and the tomb was empty? Like God really raised him? He's not just a guy who claimed to have something to offer. He really was the Son of God? 
she's like, I'm in. I want to follow him. Her whole life, her whole mission now is that response to he is risen. She tells every single person that she can. He is risen indeed. I believe it's true. That news story should not get buried underneath other news stories. That is the story that impacts every single part of my life. Eve works at REI, and part of her job at REI Sporting Goods is to tell people about REI programs and uh, deals and sales kind of thing. But she's, she spends more of her time telling people the good news about Jesus. And she says, like, I have to be careful when I'm at work because by myself, I'm not doing my job. I'm doing like my job for Jesus, but not for REI. And I, you know, I want to be a good employee. I was like, wow, what an awesome problem to have. I got to cut back. I'm so excited about sharing the good news about Jesus. Our good news can become old news. But Eve reminds me that it's still good news. And it is the best news for me and for the world. And some of, sometimes it's just about rediscovering that, reminding ourselves when we sing here on Sundays. We'll remind ourselves, this is an amazing story, and I believe it's true. He is risen indeed, and that's good news for me. I have hope in Christ. I know where I'm going. Good stuff. I hope that stories like that can inspire us and remind us that we carry such a valuable treasure in Jesus and in the gospel. And that's something, that's news that's worth reporting. That's enough for right now. Uh, we'll talk more about this next week. And for 12 more weeks, Lisa will remind us. Um, but hopefully it will encourage you. And that we'll look for opportunities to share this good news with people. Let me pray, and then, uh, and then I'll pray again. Because I'm doing the prayers for one another. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for finding us, for sending Jesus to lead us, to save us, to give us hope, to give us a life that's worth reflecting. Thank you for his teachings. Thank you for his love. Thank you for his invitation to follow him. May we receive that with joy. May we understand how valuable this news is. Is. And will you embolden us to share it? Will you give us the words to speak at the appropriate times, even if it's just the three words, He is risen? God, will you send your church into this world to be light and salt and bearers and deliverers of this good news of what happened? We love you. We love Jesus. Help us to live into that more each day. We ask this in his name. Amen.